1: This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.
2: All right, welcome back to The Handmade Podcast, episode 26. It's the first episode of 2021. This is an exciting movie. Oh,
3: yeah, it is. Wow. This is a
2: big deal. Wow. We've <clears> made
3: it.
1: Feels different.
3: It feels different. Nah, does it be here? No, no,
1: but 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 I want yeah. to think it does. Yeah,
3: I hope it feels different in a couple of months better. Maybe,
1: maybe because I'm in my bed. Maybe that's yeah, maybe because
2: you're
3: comfortable. Yeah, this so is
2: actually a pajama. This is pajama talk episode. All three of us are laying in bed in our pajamas, recording this one
3: together. We figured
2: we'd st- yeah, we all together, <laughs> yeah, we're
3: all bed and it's Oh
2: my god. Um, so welcome back. Uh, it's, let's see. What happened last week? Well, it's a new year. So it's a new year. We got new projects. I know Paul's working on something good. I don't know if Paul, Paul, you want to talk about what you've been working on? By the um, time this comes out, the video might be out.
3: Oh, that's true. I'm I'm shooting for Thursday for the video. So I guess I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit. It's this weird, um, I'm making, finally making a video after months. I've been wanting to make this specific thing for a while. It's this weird cantilevered bench that's only attached to the ground with one leg and it extends like out from that one leg and then goes it's a six by six piece of tube and it goes up and out underneath the seat of the bench and then goes up again and around the back and it supports the backrest so it's one single piece of tube that's cut in all these weird ways and it wraps all the way around and it supports the seat and it supports the backrest so it came out really cool. I'm happy with it. It's really sturdy, and I think it's just a cool-looking design. It's something, like, different.
2: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. What's the what's the tubing? It's, like, six by six?
3: Six by six by quarter, which is wow. big, but it's, you know, it's mm. good. It's funny. I, I cut it on the, um, and you'll see in the video, I cut it on the Bailey saw, mm-hmm. and I had it at a 45, and it, w- it, it barely, like, wasn't able to cut it. Like there's a little metal guard that holds the blade, the rollers, like mm-hmm. just hit the tube oh. and I just ground it away. Cause it was literally by like an eighth of an inch. So I just, yeah. and there was plenty of metal there. It was like excess mm-hmm. metal. So I'm like, why would I make this knowing that Did like, ground the saw. yeah, I ground the oh. saw. Cause it was, just, I think it was aluminum. I love um, that. That's exactly what I would have done. Yeah. And it's like, well, I might as well just do it now cause I know I'm going to run into this problem again until I get a bigger saw. Um, and so I don't know why they would make the saw knowing that it's like an eighth of an inch away from being able to miter six by six yeah. tube. It's weird, oh,
4: but God, it does now.
3: Weird. But then I had to do 50 <laughs> degree miters and then I had to just cut it with an angle grinder. Huh. But nice. what are you going to do?
2: That's exciting. Didn't,
1: oh, yeah, I
3: some-
1: didn't somebody do a YouTube video where a chair was
2: supported by one leg or something like that? Malecki did one where oh, he that's screwed right. it up through the floor. I don't know. Was that? I don't think that was made out of steel though. I don't remember. Oh.
4: I don't know.
3: I a couple
2: of people have made like these illusion. I mean, yours isn't like an optical illusion. It's bolted to a. It's bolted to the floor. Like that. I it. saw
3: those illusion ones where it's like the cable hang the ta- tables hanging from the cable. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've seen like one. John Malecki video and he's just like screaming. He doesn't, a I, watch I think one.
4: he makes a lot
1: of noise. A lot of noises come out of his mouth, but he's funny. He's good. He's good. But uh, that's cool. That's cool. That'd be fun to see. So that's yeah, you're know, you gonna have it outside the shop, for, like the homeless people to sleep on, or? <laughs>
3: yeah, you know what's funny? Good. There is like an homeless guy that's right around the corner. Right, he but must be all
1: excited now. I think he There's makes bank. He's
3: got a good little system going on. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Got a good cool. corner, so he
1: could come hang. a nice new bench now. That's awesome. Yeah,
3: cool. I don't know. It was cool. kind of like a mono stringer staircase. That's why I wanted to do it. Mm. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I want to try and maybe if it's like sell these. What's where that? You
1: gonna, where you gonna put it right out front of the shop, like, or are you yeah, put like it, like down the street, like kind of like a little sign for the shop. Um,
3: like, I think I'm gonna do another sign down the driveway at the like. Where the street starts, but I'm yeah. gonna keep this one in front of the shop by the um, yeah by the door and have like a whole little entrance way. I gotta make an awning. Uh, yeah. I want to make an awning over the main garage door because one it, for the rain and two in the summer. The way the sun shines, you can't see. If you're driving into the shop with my truck, I can't see. At all into the shop until I'm like eight feet into the shop because Did of the way the sun. Ran is. Over yeah. Like the dude, yeah, so like I don't yeah. know if someone's in the way or there's something in the way, so I need to make a big awning for the sun, and so I'll just continue that over to the front door and have like a whole nice little, mm. you know, area. We're gonna pave it, you know, it's gotta look presentable for customers yeah. and stuff. I think it'd be cool to have that. I also want to do like a really cool custom made front door with like big rivets and maybe like a mm-hmm. big lock or something. Like yeah. But, um, yeah, something kind of like that. Something really heavy, industrial. Like I, I, you remember that stuff, Jimmy? Well, I guess it's common stuff, but I, I remember it from one of Jimmy's videos when he made that metal, um, and glass. What was it like? A,
4: oh yeah. Oh,
3: that too. Oh, you're right. You're right. That too. But yeah, there was yeah, another yeah. thing that he made like years back. I think when he was in New York, and it was like um,
1: security like a little glass.
3: drawer unit or like a uh, yeah, a bureau a or glass. something. And yeah. I, th- I think it had like that wa- glass with the yeah. wire. Secure, yeah, it, the security glass.
1: glass. Yeah, I just rifled through that yeah. cabinet.
3: Oh, really? Yeah, I've never seen yeah. it. Where is it?
1: It's up at his shop. It's got the big steel oh, really? and shit. Yeah, yeah, three really hides, all the good
3: shit. Yeah, I want to do something like that with that glass, like a little, little mm. like square window with that glass and like bars in front of it. Yeah. And then I don't know, but I got to rip cool. out the I, whole door. I wonder door. where
2: you get that security glass. I mean, there's got to be a door for
3: it. McMaster.
2: Uh, is it tempered though? I wonder if you can cut it to size, or if it has to they, be because tempered glass you can't cut once it's been tempered. Oh really?
3: They yeah. they have it in pre-cut like squares. I was I doing a. Think- uh,
2: When I was doing that, uh, I've talked about it before, that staircase that got made in Italy and shipped to America.
3: Yeah.
4: Mm It had
2: a glass side, and they fabricated the glass in Italy too, and one of the glass pieces was a half an inch too long and would hit the floor, and there was no way to modify it. Because once it's tempered, it can't be ground or Mm -hmm. cut, and they had
4: to
3: order a whole new piece of glass. Yeah.
4: Have you ever seen that
3: that, thing thing where you could take, like, a spark plug and chip the – was it porcelain or so? I don't know what it, material it is. I think it's porcelain off of it. Like you could smash it and take like a little piece of the spark plug and throw it at a car window and it'll shatter it.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that, something isn't about crazy? the way that it hits the glass. Cause yeah. it's yeah. so
3: sharp, whatever the yeah. it, it's so sharp and it's so much force concentrated. That's kind of yeah. crazy. I'd love to try that. Yeah, you You should. You try people. it on some of
2: the cars in your I'll try it on the Sprinter. <laughs> sprinter's on, got um, nice big
3: windows. Try it on Fred's car. This, Dude, Fred's car. I, I could probably do it on Fred's car. I wouldn't even notice. You
1: never seen that with a center punch? The loaded center punches. Oh yeah, I've seen the center punch. to the window. Yeah, same idea. That's how the kids used to get in the cars back in the day. Oh yeah. Yeah, it just pop the window. Huh. I heard.
2: Yeah. <laughs> a rock works too. A rock,
3: yeah, a it's
1: amazing how hard it is to break a car window. I mean, oh just yeah, somebody you hit it with a hammer and it bounces right off. It's, it's just it's unbelievable. it's kind you of get, crazy. A, yeah.
2: There's a vid- yeah. there's a video of like some like students trying to break a car window at like a demo lot, and the kids like swinging as hard as he can with a hammer, and it bounces right back. It's like he hit an anvil. Yeah.
3: yeah,
1: yeah, it is amazing.
3: Elon Musk did it when they did the Cybertruck. Uh...
1: Oh yeah. Well.
3: He cracked. They cracked that window easily. <laughs> Somebody lose yeah, a cat.
1: Mm-hmm. Somebody lose a cat or something.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's currently what's going on at uh, my house. Why is it? <laughs> I hear like wind.
1: Yeah, that's uh that's Yeah. Weird. That you- is that yeah. you with
3: your microphone balancing on your bed or something?
1: <laughs> no, no. I think it's something with Chris's what, loose or something. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Turn oh, Is
2: it mine?
1: If I turn it on. When you turned your head, it seemed like. Oh, yeah, it was I heard noise. something.
2: Anyway. Yeah. Derek, yeah. what have you been up to?
1: Yeah, that's, Dude, that's the noise. Dude, are you of in a windstorm head. Head. right
2: now? Yeah, no. don't move your head. God, I won't swing. my Maybe tab. it's his ears.
3: Is it his Maybe ears?
2: Maybe it's my ears. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Are you in the
3: headphone microphone? Yep. Oh. My, my
2: headphone microphone instead of my uh, big microphone.
3: Oh, I'm
1: boy. Connected.
2: That's not good. Is going to be test. hold on let me uh
1: jeff already discontin- disconnected. Oh, yeah,
2: after well the cat's been the cat's been located oh, that's my, mic good. Should, my mic should sound better now all right the wind is gone all right, so Derek, what have you been up to i know I know you had a busy weekend because I was there.
1: Oh, that's right. You were there. I thought um, that was somebody else, but that was you. Um, no, I had a fun weekend. I went up to uh Jimmy Durastes for the weekend. Got a quick lesson on Illustrator. Um, probably don't remember how to use it at this point, but while that's I was the there, Yeah, while I was in the moment, uh I um I learned a little bit, but um you know, it's funny. I A lot of the stuff i already knew but like it was acting weird when i was doing it but i think that's just kind of the way it works like you know just like some of the different um you know features and the way you draw and all that shit but um but no it was good it's just it's always fun hanging out with jimmy when you know it's just the two of us or you know just a small group i should say you know because it's just um you know you get to just do whatever you want and um you know, it's just not a lot of distractions and all that stuff. But um, it was just fun. We did um, that video and those little coaster things. They turned out unbelievable. It was just, it was so funny. It was, you know, it was just, um, you know, you were there, Chris, obviously, but it mm-hmm. was just to show how to use Illustrator. And it was just amazing. Like, we literally made this little item and like a cool little thing that you couldn't just buy at a store. Like in an hour and a half, you know, mm-hmm. and it was um that press thing he has that fly press that that thing is the shit, man. It's I cool. love that thing. Oh my god, dude! It was like every time he did it, like you could just hear it like squishing and like mm-hmm. the grease was coming out between the plates, like from where it was like greased and stuff. Like <laughs> it's just machined so perfectly and just so much power on that thing. But yeah. um, how many tons it was just is it? it just, to stay on it. Um, it doesn't say how many tons it is. I forget what he said, how many tons they thought it was. Like they try to figure it out at some point, but yeah, I forget what it was, but it was just more than that. It
3: looks like it's a lot.
1: I think he said 20 for some reason, 22 was in my head, but I don't know if Mm -hmm. I made that up, but, um, no, it was just fun. And, uh, you know, we went to the antique store and, um, I scored an old uh belt grinder that you know I probably never use, but it just looked really cool, and you know it just it was one of those things impulse buy and I bought a little anvil, and Jimmy was pissed he wanted the anvil, but it was uh you know it was a good weekend it was uh it was a lot of fun and um yeah, that was it that's what I did for the weekend, so nice yeah, How about yeah
4: it you was know?
2: fun why it was cool watching him do the uh do the Illustrator stuff, and mm-hmm. it's it's like I watched the video um, that he put out, you know, showing how uh, how he did it, and like, you know, I'm not Illustrator fluent. Like Photoshop, I could do with my eyes closed because I've been using it for so long. But Illustrator is like a different thing for me, and kind of learning how to use it, and and kind of getting the hang of it, and seeing how you can use it to make different things and get into different software is is really interesting. Yeah, it's so useful. I know Paul, you
3: use Illustrator a lot. I think you're pretty good with Illustrator, right? Um, I'm okay. I with with when it comes to Photoshop and Illustrator, I always manage to get what I want done, but I'm not doing it like the proper way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just twiddling around with it till I can figure it out. Like it's always a production, <sighs> yeah. but I do end up doing what I want to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, it's funny because just uh for a correction for the video cuz I'm sure Jimmy's not going to Post that it's corrected, but his um laser will accept other formats other than PDF. Oh, I heard about <laughs> this, I heard about Just- this. Just for the record, so it does accept. So if anybody's going to buy a full spectrum laser, you do not need to just export in PDF form. You can export and what D- F- F- DXF, SVG, F- 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 G, yeah. just like every other laser. Oh,
3: DXF F- make the most sense to me because isn't that just the standard easy, for?
1: Easy, we don't want to start fights here. No, no, I-, I don't mean. listen.
3: I don't even know what the situation is, but I just watch
1: know. watch the video and listen to oh, okay. Jamie, and I'll then watch you can- it. Just you don't want to hurt Jimmy's feelings. All
3: right. He's
1: very sensitive. i already busted well, I I'm
3: about the splash in the water on the plasma table. I can't, I gotta watch out.
1: Uh to, oh, another thing. If I'm gonna make corrections, I gotta correct everything. So while I was there, <laughs> these are the official redactions. Yeah, yeah. So
2: every episode we have redactions from the previous episode. His
1: plasma table wasn't working and We shut it off. We turned it on. We banged the side. We reset it. uh, Lincoln. And it worked. So. So You you know
2: what it is, dude? No, he leaves. The thing is, does he leave it running? Table on for days at a time. (laughs) It never has been turned turned off. Is that what you're saying? It's just on. It's like if you if you left your computer in a in
3: a dusty room, just
2: on. And then you were like, oh, wait, can Probably you tell me exactly where, and, where the stepper motors are? Like, that thing knows where the motors are at all times, right? Because yeah, it's got yeah. Yeah. And ball screws. So, like, of course it's going to get jammed up if it's on for three and a half days and it's not, not being touched.
3: <laughs> and then all of a sudden you just, like,
2: throw a file at it. Uh-oh,
3: Chris, you better you better be careful. Because,
2: well, he has, like, an un-serialized uh, – he has an un-serialized um, – Plasma
1: table. His pl- plasma table is like a throwdown. Yeah. yeah like His the crop look, would keep like, on. It's just like spare.
3: I get worried because <laughs> I always make sure to turn mine off. Not because of like the computer. Like I didn't even think about that, but I always leave everything on. But I'm worried about the dust getting sucked into mm. the actual computer unit thing for the mm. plasma. There's a little fan. Yeah. I'm like, God, there's got to be so much dust low down on the ground like that. Yeah. So I just so shut it, it off, I put a filter on it. Right, yeah. I don't even know. It, do
4: you? Do you, have a, does, you have a? It separate... does. It gets
1: filled. What's that? It still gets filled. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Dust is going to get in there no matter what. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess like it does produce like a very fine dust. You know, I how high do you keep your water? How how? Far... Oh, I'm not talking
3: about plasma dust. I'm talking about just dust. From oh, general the shop. dust. General... Oh yeah,
2: no, that's terrible for your computer. Yeah, yeah,
3: uh, that's what I'm thinking. Because so... I have a computer, and then I have the separate, you know. Brain for the plasma cutter that's way mm-hmm. down low. My computer's up on a little cart, and even that gets covered in dust.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, you know? though, that's terrible. It's uh, it's especially the fact that it's conductive
3: dust. Oh yeah, metal it's metal dust too. Really bad. Yeah. It. That's a, why um, I'm waiting for it to just people, crap out.
2: That's why, like when guys build um two by seventy two grinders and they buy the cheap VFDs oh, that have sealed. Like, exposed wires on the bottom, you can start an electrical fire because uh, um. Uh you can start an electrical fire because you know you're getting conductive dust and it just yeah. builds the bridge, you know, especially grinder dust. If you're using like a high quality belt and you grind a knife, you get like almost a steel wool yeah like, pile of dust on your yeah, table. You're right. So it's definitely um that's why I like the 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 KBAC um VFDs, the black ones with the knob that's like kind of the standard for knife grinders are are worth the money because those are actually watertight.
3: Yeah, they have a gasket around.
2: Yeah, you can hose those down um, if you want. Like you could wash your VFD with like a sprayer.
3: I'm dying. Remember when the VFDs at Jimmy's were on the other, like <laughs> on the other oh, yeah. side of the table? Oh. We we're making jokes like we're going to put them on the other side of the room. We're going to put them outside. <laughs> that was so, so crazy. Funny. That was funny. But yeah, um, what the hell time. was I just going to say? I don't, I don't know. know. Forget it.
1: I'm sure you're gonna cut somebody down. So
2: I've been looking. I've been Paul. I want to tell you what I've been looking for. Week pretty hard. I've been looking pretty hard for a forklift.
3: Oh, thank God, Chris. And I right. and I've I the one found, from down the street.
2: The one from down the street. Do I just pressed like, on bigger
3: Is it is it running good? Like, does it work good?
2: It's fine.
3: Oh. I just I. It's like.
2: I can get a a smaller, more capable forklift that I'm like, because that's probably like a 5,000 pound forklift. You don't need one that big. I need a 3,000 pound forklift. Yeah. And I need something small because, you know, every thousand pounds of lift capacity is going to add like 2,000 pounds of operating and overall
3: size, too. Yeah,
2: exactly. So, like, I found a couple of good ones with all terrain tires. I've been looking for a pneumatic tired one. Um, I wouldn't which, worry
3: about the tires based off of what my neighbor told me at the shop who knows everything. You can just put press on tires with treads and mm-hmm. wider tires. So if it's yeah. got a little, you're not going to get much bigger of a tire in in diameter, but you're going to get the extra width, you know, yeah. you're still going to need to either put process down or concrete or asphalt. There's no way you're yeah. going to be able to run it on gravel unless you get some big one like Chris Cash has. Well, I have
2: seen some with pneumatic tires and I've seen them like at yards with gravel and that's where they uh, use it. Maybe you
3: know? it's got to be packed so, down a lot. Is your driveway packed down like it's, crazy?
2: It's so, so, so maybe, dense.
3: maybe. Um,
2: but like, you know, they're like five to six grand and like, I don't want to spend that much money, but you know, I'll find dude. the like two thousand dollar one. Like, you know, honestly, like-
3: dude, I'm telling you right now, spend <laughs> a little extra money, get the right one. The amount of time you waste, I was you know, say, yeah. killing yourself. Especially you know. if you, you don't want a, a headache, headache. get a fix. You don't want a headache, Chris. I'm telling it's you. What if the happen. motor blows? I love, blows. Headache. I
2: love
4: even, headaches.
3: I know. You just ask for headaches. I'm telling you. Because oh if you have God, that if just have one at an auction,
2: because I feel like I'd probably do best at an auction. You know. Um,
3: yeah, well, the, see, the, it's funny. The auction place I got my forklift from, um, they they did a little finagling, which I discovered later. Um, I still got a really good deal. Like, I paid mm-hmm. half of what I would for, like, if I just went online and bought one, because my forklift, I think I paid like six grand or seven grand. Mm-hmm. And they're like for the exact same forklift with the same hours like 15, and everything bro, you know, for like 12, 13, 14. Um, but what they were doing was. They would keep putting, I kept seeing the same items over and over and over again. It's this place in Philly. It's this huge machinery Mm -hmm. sales place. And they have, I think they had had like a hundred ton bridge crane in there. Like they just buy old machinery, anything, excavators, forklifts, loaders. They fix them and they sell them and they put stuff up on BidSpotter. And if it doesn't get uh, to a high enough price, they're just bidding it up themselves. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't get sold to anybody. And then they just put it up the next month. Yeah. So I think that's what they did because I was bidding on like there were like six forklifts, all roughly the same capacity, same, you know, year. Um and they kept on all going up to the exact same price as I was bidding on them. And then they let mm. it get up to the price that they were comfortable with, and then I, I got it. And I didn't realize that until, you know, a couple of months went by and I started noticing what they were doing. But I still yeah. got a good deal and I've Literally, I use the thing every 15 minutes I drive around to pick it <laughs> up. I swear to God, it's the best. It's my most used tool in the entire shop. Yeah, I couldn't do anything without it.
2: Well, that's because you drive it around inside. Like mine's literally going to sit in the yard for like, yeah. it'll sit in the yard for a month and then I'll use it. I don't know. Like, you like, always have
3: shit in your van.
2: I'm telling yeah, you, you you'll, little, you'll use
3: it a couple times a week.
2: Yeah, I'll find, I'll find some way to need it and drive it around. It's yeah. it's the decision of like, you know, like where I want to put the money, but we'll see. I, I'm gonna look. There's actually a guy nearby that uh they he just sells forklifts. He just restores, oh, really? refurbishes forklifts and he's pretty close. And since I want kind of a smaller one, I feel yeah. like what I'm asking for might be something that's a little easier to get. Because like a three thousand pound forklift isn't that useful in like all applications. Like people want side yeah. shift
3: and they want all this other stuff. The most common has got to be like a 5,000 or 6,000 pound. Yeah. Fold.
2: So like, I don't know, maybe I can do, uh, maybe I can do well with, you know, going there and, and seeing if I can get something from him or even something that he hasn't like gone and like fully, you know, cause he paints them and makes them look super nice. Gotcha. You know, like kind of get it pre, uh, just mechanically. sound. Yeah, exactly. Just like, 'Cause it doesn't have to be pretty, the thing's literally just gonna sit outside. Yeah. Um, and just get rained on till it eventually rots into the earth. Um, or I have to convince <laughs> Matt to buy a bigger forklift and just get his. his. That his, would really it be like the perfect best size you. for you. I know. That's forklift dirt, like, but... it weighs about fifteen hundred pounds.
3: It's like a yeah, tiny forklift. little forklift. It's literally the size of a classroom desk. It's an like, wide.
2: old And it's like, it was converted from diesel to propane. And like,
3: yeah, it, yeah. Like
2: it, it barely runs, but when it runs, it, it
3: works. The and only the problem tank is, it, is wider than the whole forklift. Yeah. It's hysterical. <laughs> so he but wants that would a be bigger one. Though, Cause you could literally drive it in your shop. I know. I know
2: that what? would be the goal, but we'll figure something out. Something, something will happen. You got to yeah. do it.
3: I'm telling you, you'll, you're gonna say, you know what, Paul? You were right all those years. I should have gotten one earlier. Oh yeah,
2: of course. I mean, listen, I know. I've, I and the thing is, it's like if you've never driven one or used one, you don't know. But obviously, like, like even just going to Jimmy's, like when I bring shit up to Jimmy's, oh, yeah. we didn't use it this weekend. But like, I brought him the uh, radial drill, and it was just like, all right, you know, put the put the forks in, take it yeah. out, put it down. That's it. You got to see Gash. the
3: guy whip that thing around. <laughs> I, I fly on that forklift.
2: Angela saw it. So when we went when we went to Paul Chop, Angela saw him picking up a piece of plate for me, and she was like, "Oh, you need one of those," and I was like, yeah, "No shit, Angela, yeah."
3: <laughs> see, Angela knows. Yeah, exactly. Why <laughs> she thinks she doesn't think the engine crane is the, the best solution? She doesn't know the engine crane and the gravel. Has she seen you she drag needed. that to the gravel?
2: she knew the, 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 the danger and the peril that I put myself in every time wow. I, uh, every <laughs> time I deal with that thing, she'd be like, uh, yeah, like no more of that. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. Cause Matt Harris, uh, who I bought the, uh, a frame, the gantry from saw oh, yeah. me like messing with the plate, the, the, the three quarter inch plate that I got from you, Paul, yeah. and was like, dude, can you just come and get this freaking crane? Like it's killing me watching you fight with, with all this stuff because like i had to like tip it out of the car and then roll it onto its side and then flip it over again and then put it on a cart and put it on wheels and roll it through the door it was like you know such a pain in the ass and that plate weighs almost 400 pounds so it was like not easy like no part of it was easy to do
3: i was exhausted it's it's nobody does the shit you do
1: (laughs) there's a reason
3: i enjoy it i enjoy it i'm telling you You gotta. I'm. I'm worried because one of these days I'm gonna hear Chris. You know, his his foot got crushed. I swear to God, I'm not even joking around.
2: I mean, it's it's. You know, people say like you don't know how dangerous shit is until you get hurt. I've been through there for sure. Like I dropped a piece of a one inch plate on my foot. Oh, I remember that. He thought he broke it. I thought I broke my foot exactly, and I was like, it wasn't a super heavy piece of plate, but I was like moving it. I wasn't paying attention. I tipped it, and boom, yeah, on my freaking. Right onto the top of my foot, right past the steel toe. I was like, oh, that's excellent. Perfect.
1: kid I work with cut off his uh, toes with the chainsaw, and he had steel toe boots uh, on uh, right, right behind the steel toe he got it. Uh, like, unbelievable. But that's like when um, I was putting together my welding table. I had it on its side, and I oh. went to get something, and it tipped over. And it was, like, that was, like, so scary, like, because I didn't even see it. And it, yeah. it just hit the floor right behind me. And it's, like, that thing, man, If that it's, like, just so sharp, to the edges. and Oh, yeah. Like, that thing, I'm, like, oh, God, that would have hurt so bad.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's the close calls, that you're, like, damn, like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, look what happened with me, me with the trailer the other day. For those of you guys oh, that did my. Uh, uh,
3: uh, insane.
2: For those of you yeah. guys that didn't see my Instagram story, I. So I bought a trailer from my neighbor across the street, a two axle, little utility trailer. It's a five by 10. And uh, he actually made it. It's all steel. Oh, really? Yeah, the thing's pretty heavy. It's titled and stuff, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, Um, So pretty heavy little trailer. I mean, it's got to be close to a thousand pounds, just considering the diamond plate on it and all that other stuff. So, uh, you know, I buy it from him and, and he literally like when I say he's across the street from the shop. He is literally the directly the driveway across the street. And he goes, you know, like he's like, hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, move it down into your driveway? I gotta get out of the way. And I'm like, all right. So I'm gonna go. I'm like going to grab my trailer caddy. You know, like the two wheels with the little ball on it, because that's it's just so easy to move a trailer with a trailer mm-hmm. caddy. I'm like, oh, I'll grab it. He's like, oh, no, I'll just hook it up to my uh, my SUV and I'll back it down. So he's in his car and I'm hooking the trailer up. So it's a, it's a, uh, two, a two inch ball or whatever, a two and a two and five eighths ball. Um, so I hook the, the ball up and it's got, you know, it has safety chains and it's, and it should have a pin that locks the ball, uh, coupler onto the ball, but I, the pin's not there. So I lock it on, I give it like a tug. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I don't put the safety chains on cause he's literally just backing down the driveway
1: What could happen?
2: What could happen? So he, as he's, and and this is what I think happened. So as he was backing down the driveway, he, you know, uh, when you back the trailer down the driveway, it's a, it's a pretty tight turn. So he kind of hit the curb a little bit, but not enough to really care. You know, you just went over the curb. And I think when he hit the curb, it must've just bounced enough to unhook the coupler. And I'm standing down the driveway and all of a sudden it pops off. And now, if it was a single axle trailer, the ball would have just hit the ground, and it would have dragged, and it probably would have stopped. Mm. But since it was a tandem, and oh, the way the wheels yeah. are set- It just the, went. It just went. It drives. And thank God this it guy went, it it went job building control. this thing, because this thing went, when I say it went dead straight down the driveway, like dead straight and- I was, at first I was going to try to get behind it. And then like, you know, you have that kind of instinct in a second. And then all I did was sort of just push the corner. Like you were pushing a boat and just kind of um, guided it away from my truck. Cause it would have hit my sprinter, like boom, dead on right in the front. Christ. And, um, I was saying to Derek, if it would have ran me over, it would have gone right over me. And oh, the, for axles, sure, dude. the axles were probably only like a foot off the ground. So it probably, I mean, I would have got hurt. I would have got like real hurt. Like I'm talking like, knock your teeth out. Like, Hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed
3: um, that trailer didn't keep going because that's a steep hill. Like, yeah, how did it yeah. stop? Like um, you well, know, so that oil guy's oil.
2: got that there. There's a guy that parks his car there. He has like we just push all the leaves in the fall, uh, we push all the leaves and shit into that corner. It's kind of uh, like a little compost, and I think it just hit all of that. But I mean, I was kind of slowing it down. I was running next to it.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but uh, you it know, so, yeah, it was it was sketchy. It was it's dangerous. Like
1: any old school cartoon where like the trailer gets mm-hmm. disconnected from the car oh, and yep. it just yeah, it's
3: like what's that thing? Cap um um the the Instagram with the boats.
1: All, all the qualified cap, cap, all, Cabin. Cabin.
2: And all and the god, boats god. go
4: flying,
3: yep. and the car goes yeah. into the water yeah. the
2: boat yeah. yeah,
1: oh god, you're a disaster. I love yeah, it.
2: so I mean, it's uh, it's so funny too because the guy that I bought the trailer from, he's a lifeguard. Oh, okay. Um, at Jones Beach. So, like, a real lifeguard, not, like, a local beach lifeguard. Like, he's he's legit. And um, I'm laughing my ass off the whole time. Like, I, ha- I am, like, smiling and laughing. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, God. Like, that was a close one. Just
1: another day in my life. Just
2: another day. And I go, well, you know, I mean, like, I feel like I always look at, I always look at, like, a dangerous situation as, like, the odds are like something dangerous is going to happen like in a, in a circle, right? Like there's a loop of like catastrophes that will happen in your life. And if you go long enough without a catastrophe, the odds are like one is coming. So every time something bad happens or I like, I narrowly escape something, I'm like, Oh, well that mean like, you know, that's my one for the month, you know, like, well, that was the, that was the (laughs) bad thing that's going to happen this month. And I go, well, that's the last bad thing that'll happen in 2020. Right. I was like, yeah. And he's like looking at me. He's like, what are you out of your mind? He's like, that didn't have to happen. I go, yeah, but it did. It's over now. Nobody got hurt. The truck didn't get smashed. The trailer's fine. So who gives a shit? Might as well laugh about it. What are we going to do? Am I (laughs) going to sit here and reflect for the next two days? Yeah, I I learned. I would
3: reflect a little. A little reflection is needed.
2: You know what I reflected? I said, "Shit, I should have put those safety chains on." That's it. And that's yeah. how long does it yeah, take did yeah. you to absorb that lesson?
3: Three, yeah. three seconds. Now you'll never do it again. Exactly. I could
2: spend the. I could. I could spend every day watching. I did amazing. That was, you, a time. that was the quickest pocket Exactly. Great. I mean, listen. It's great too. Straight. It's like when the welding table fell out of the back of the truck, and that wasn't my fault. <laughs> when the, hell, when the welding table fell out of the back of the truck. When I got my strong hand table.
3: <laughs> oh yeah 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 I, remember
2: and, now. And I feel like such an idiot now because i had the same security camera and i could have i uh-huh. i had that on film and i wish i would have gone back and watched it because i would have loved to send it to the shipping company and be like your guy's an asshole but um so when i got my my four by eight strong hand uh, welding table it weighs 1600 pounds with the legs on it so that means it's probably like 1400 pounds without the legs because the legs aren't really too substantial they're just tube. Mm. so the guy comes it's four by eight and it's not even really in a crate, right? Paul, it's kind of just like wrapped. Yeah, it was in like body. on a pallet. It's on a pallet, but they put it in the truck long ways mm-hmm. and they knew it was a lift gate delivery.
3: Yeah. Which is always impossible, which they so, always do. Every time I get one of those double long pallets, they always yeah. put it in long ways.
2: Yeah. So the guy comes and he goes, oh, how am I going to get this out? And I go, I don't know. It's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me. Yeah. I mean, they got paid. However much they got paid, YRC or whoever it was got yeah. paid. You know, at least five hundred dollars to ship that stupid thing. So, so um, the guy's like, "Oh well, do you have a pallet jack?" And I go, "Yeah." He goes, "All right, well, let's get two pallet jacks under it, and then we'll roll
3: it out onto what a twelve foot long lift gate that he doesn't he have. Wants, like, he
2: wants to roll it out and spin it on pallet, the jacks? pallet jacks on two pallet jacks
3: on the lift gate. That's crazy.
2: As soon as we got it up. The lift gates are always like leaning down. out. Yeah. I think it's hysterical. Yeah. It's like just, I can't imagine that more people don't get like murdered by lift gate deliveries. So as soon as we lift it up, it starts rolling and I drop my side. Yeah. And it's not enough resistance to stop. And it just slides right out of the back of the truck. Oh, shit. I jump off the side and it lands like uh, cornered down in the gravel and digs its way like six or seven inches into the dirt. Oh, shit and stops and the guy's yelling at me he's like oh you should have dropped the pallet jack i go dude i shouldn't even touched this thing yeah one i said i shouldn't have touched it i said you this is completely your responsibility and and you can't tell me that i'm at fault for any of this and he's like oh well uh, you know whatever so anyway one way or another the thing gets out and now it's leaning against the lift gate yeah and then he lowers the lift gate and it perfectly descends to earth it was like you know it worked out fine, and I and he goes, oh well, now you need to sign for it. And he goes, sign here for for to say there's no damage. I go, dude, there is absolutely no way I'm gonna sign that there's no damage. I said the whole table could be twisted, you know. Yeah. And thank God I had a gravel driveway because if I had had asphalt and there wasn't somewhere for that th- table to go, it probably would have twisted. Could have, you know? Because like, I mean, if you think about like breaking a rectangle, if you hit one corner, that's like how you. That's oh how yeah, you do yeah. So. You know, obviously, I get the thing inside and I checked it, and and it was fine. The thing is made like a, like a, like a tank. Yeah, it's they're they're super solid. They're welded on. I think it's a a two by three or a three by four um, rectangular tubing frame, and it's got a a million gussets and all this shit. So shout out to Stronghand for making a a really robust table, Um, but impact resistant. it was so, so dangerous. Like that thing could have, that could have killed me.
3: That thing could have just spl- like cut me in half. No, Chris, you're, you got too many of these stories you're telling me. Too many what? close calls. Listen, I don't
2: know. You live your life by close calls. Think about all the lessons I've I learned. I don't. <laughs> Dude, You know, you know, when people get really hurt, and I've seen this happen, when guys get really hurt on job sites is when yeah. they've never had an accident because you don't know how, you're not prepared for an accident. You know, like a ladder starts to slip on the side of a building. If you've never fallen off yeah. a ladder, you just fall, you know? Yeah, you need know. to know. You
3: need to have yeah. many ladder incidents to be prepared for the one, you know. You need to fall off a ladder a bunch so that way the next time you do fall off, you know, instead of just wearing the safety harness, you well, just man. know how to fall. I don't know, man. I mean, do you I hear what you're like... saying right now? You're out of your I'm, just, I'm just saying. I, I can't. I don't. I don't. No, I know what you're saying. I don't don't chalk up
2: any bad experience as anything more than just an experience. You know, like, it's just a lesson. You got to be learning and adapting all the time. Like, you know, like, I I mean, think about, I've I've eaten a lot of shit riding BMX and it's taught me how to, like, not get hurt, you know? You you
3: are right, though. Like, when something starts going, you got to just, you can't try and save it. You just got to let it go. what just happened with
2: Will and Alex Powerhammer. Oh, dude. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, he could have died when that happened. Yeah. When I watched machines fall, and and you have your hands on the machine, and then you're like this, and you just let them fall. That's it. And it doesn't matter if the machine's worth five hundred dollars or fifty thousand dollars. You so can't save it. You, you die. Yeah. You know. So like you know you learn, and that's why like anytime I have somebody help me move shit, I always tell them I'm like, listen, if the machine starts to fall, like just just let it fall. Who cares? Yeah. If it starts to fall. It, it doesn't matter because. I mean, I never paid too much for a machine anyway, so who gives a shit? But, um, you know, like it's I, – I almost lost my my bandsaw that I just bought. It almost fell off the trailer because my strap's unhooked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so oh, it, yeah that's
4: it, right. It, it
2: would have been a, a financial loss. You know, you you work, you make more money, and you make up for it. But, you know, like seeing, um, seeing like something like the power hammer fall and like knowing that if Will was in a different spot and tried to save it, like that could have been it.
3: Yeah, or if he wasn't even turned around. What if he was on the other side, crouched over? Yeah. Like, yeah, and he yeah. wouldn't even have saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh exactly. Oh, God, forget that. You can't, yeah. You can't yeah. move shit like that. Yeah. When, it, it wasn't even, like, the wide pallet jack. It was, like, one of those little narrow ones that he mm-hmm. added on. It was, like, yeah.
2: crazy. Oh, I have one of those narrow ones, and I, I hate you. What are they more. even for? I mean, sometimes it's, you know, sometimes you get small pallets.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I have gotten yeah, pallets I guess. where, like, the... I have a like a regular pallet jack, and then I have the little one which lifts high,
3: which oh, makes it. Easier. Oh, it's the high lift one. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, but
2: um, you know, because uh, that's I, extra safe. <laughs> I lost awesome. the machine. The only machine that I've ever like fully dropped, and I didn't even drop it. I bought a lathe, like a twenty-six hundred pound lathe, in Boston, actually in Medford, um, from my friend Ricky and he had two forklifts he had one inside and one outside because he had a a loading dock height dock with no uh, ramp so yeah. he had a, you know an inside forklift and an outside forkl- forklift so he drives it over to the loading dock puts it down and then the outside forklift had short little forks that had been cut by somebody and you know it was one of those things where he was like oh you know I got to get new forks or whatever but he never did it um uh, so he picks up the pallet that the for- that the machine is on and he's driving to my van with the machine and he's holding the machine long ways. Cause it's a lathe. So I want it in my truck long ways. And as he's driving to my truck, the pallet breaks Ugh. and the lathe just starts to twist and fall right. As he gets to my truck, it falls, it hits the door of my van, rips the taillight off my van. And I hop in the driver's seat and I pull up real fast. As I pull up, the machine continues to fall and Lucas from a man-made M A. Yeah, Lucas grabs, was showing
3: me these pictures the other yeah, day.
2: He grabs a, uh, a, you know, those real big heavy duty recycling bins that the garbage trucks can hook and yeah. flip the truck. And yeah. he slides it under the machine as the machine falls and it crushes the garbage can, but saves the machine. Wow. And then, uh, you know, we, we let it fall. Then we you know, like la- laid it down on its side. Then we grabbed chains and we repicked it and we built a new pallet. And we put it in my truck and we, we were able to save it and, and bring it home. And then I wound up scrapping the goddamn thing. The guy I think I screwed you. To run. Yeah. But, you know, like, I lost, I, <laughs> dude, almost lost machine. I almost lost, like, the entire rear pillar of
3: my $50,000 van. Oh, shit. That would have been. Dude, that would have crushed that van.
2: It would have flipped it. I think it had yeah. to wait. That it could have flipped it. Wow. What, what was
3: it? What lathe was that? It was a Beijing uh, 5000.
2: No, it was it was a it was a, <laughs> a, a it was a it was a clone of a Hardinge. Um, it was a Wuhan forty five hundred. It was a Wuhan four million. That's what it was. <laughs> Um, it, was it was a Wuhan a, 19. It was machine.
1: a WEN knockoff. Yeah.
2: yeah. It was a, It was such a nice machine. It would have been such a nice machine. It was It was one of those like super precision machines where oh, the really? instead of having two sets of ways, it has a giant V-way. Oh. And it had a chucker on it um, and it had a, like all sorts of power feeds and it uh, would have been such a nice machine if we were able to get it running. But it just needed too much work and it really wasn't the type of machine that I would use. Like it didn't have a tail stock. It was really made for using collets and like uh, making small precision parts. You know, huh. um, it was, you know, it was like, you've seen those hard-inch lathes. Yeah, come out yeah, it they're a little like weird. A big version of a hard-inch HLV lathe, uh, HVL lathe. So anyway, long story short, right? Like the machine could have like wrecked my car. So now what I've learned is, um, and obviously it depends on the on the situation, but like whenever I lift a machine, I always opt to move my truck to the machine versus moving the machine to my truck. Yeah. Cause like when you're driving a forklift and you're like, got that bounce, you know, I feel mm. like you can just lift the machine static. Once it's there, it doesn't really, it has no potential energy to move, you know, yeah. like it's just there. So, and then if you're driving your vehicle that you're backing underneath the forks of the forklift and something goes wrong, you're going to be way quicker to throw it in drive and just like peel away. You know, Mm -hmm. versus like the guy driving the forklift who all he can see is the back of the machine. He can't see that. He couldn't see that the pallet was breaking.
3: Yeah, that's a little different with the van. Like that strategy makes sense with the van. You know, you can't just go up high. Like you really got to get the height perfect with a forklift. You know, Mm -hmm. where it's a flatbed, you know, you could just go super high and hang the machine. But that makes sense, especially if you're not even using a forklift, if you got an engine crane or something like I know that's, that's how we you do always... it with
2: the engine crane every time. Yeah. Like when yeah. we, moved the, uh, when we, when we lifted the, um, the iron worker out of my truck, that was mm-hmm. like, that was a, that was a sketch.
3: Pushing thing. that, you pushing those welds to the limit oh, on that engine oh, crane. We
2: were pushing it. That thing weighed like, uh, like 2,400 pounds <laughs> and we couldn't get it. We couldn't get it to not drag on the floor. So what I had Lewis do was I, I clamped a four by four to the base of the iron worker and I had Lewis lifting up on the corner so that it wouldn't drag on my van floor and then oh, I just ripped shit. it out from underneath the van. But I put it. Matt, ten Matt's, Matt's letting the air out of the tires. Right. Uh, I, I put hurts. a ten foot uh I put a ten foot four by four on the thing just in case it started to fall, that Lewis would be like literally 10 feet away from it when it fell.
1: Um, so he had a fighting chance.
2: So he had a fighting chance. I wanted him to live, you know? I don't want to see, if if he dies, you know, then I got to find
3: somebody else to do this kind of shit. Uh, so, I, I, I don't even understand how that engine grain lifted that. Dude, that It's thing- the thing. For anyone who hasn't, purchased you know do you want my engine crane because it just pisses me off even looking at it i would I donate it, it i want it i want it i don't Actually, want it, Eric, anymore. You I'm fixed with the it.
2: Piston on yours right so i don't oh, know yeah do you need right? one or no
3: you don't know I, okay, I, it. It. I want could have it because for anyone who hasn't seen the harbor freight um pittsburgh engine crane the, there's like barely <laughs> the welds Machino. are barely holding on it's like, like sixteen they you know what they used to put it together? The Harbor Freight Flux Core welder. <laughs> that's that's what they used to put it together to weld it. And this kid is using this thing to lift up, you know, an iron worker that weighs two twenty five hundred pounds, three thousand. I don't even know what the thing weighs. And it's basically a big lever working against the welds of the engine crane. It's amazing that you pick up the stuff you do. I'm just, yeah, I'm I, telling you, Chris. I'm just worried. I've but done, I've done some really serious
2: shit with that thing, man. Yeah. I think uh, you know, like, it's it's uh, it's had it's had a rough life. I should probably, with you all, should this, reinforce it. Well, that's what I was gonna do. I was gonna actually just weld a gusseted sleeve on it, but I'm yeah. worried. I don't. I worry that if I weld to it, that, that I, I might
1: too strong.
2: Well, no, because like when you, I mean, you put a you put a a, a failure point. Like when you weld to something, like if something's going to break, it'll usually break at the weld because the amount of heat you put in the material. And I just like worry about adding like a failure point to it. I don't know. They make, that's a, that's a two ton engine crane, right? So 4,000 pounds, yeah. they make like six and eight ton engine cranes for like moving diesel engines.
4: Yeah. And I've
2: seriously considered just buying a bigger one that's like made by an American made company. Cause I really do use it a lot. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's saved. I mean, dude, that thing has saved my ass so many times when it comes to like loading jobs <laughs> into my truck. Even just putting together my certif my uh my strong hand table. Like that's how I got yeah. the leg. You know, yeah, I lift yeah, yeah. one side up and I put the legs on it.
3: No, it's definitely for, I mean great. for hundred and seventy bucks, it's amazing what, what amazing. the thing can do. But it's amazing. like for the heavy stuff it makes me nervous.
2: Yeah, it's it I think it's yeah. it's great to have for moving like you know, like a yeah,
0: maybe like an engine or an engine,
2: an yeah. engine. it Dude, is like you want to hear crap. you want to hear about an engine crane all star this is i wish i had pictures of this and i could find them but my friend steve who worked on the ramp project Did you with say me, an
3: engine crane all star engine crane all star listen uh, to this, this. Sick. my
2: friend steve who worked on the ramp project with me he has like i don't know he bought like three or four like old chevys like not an s10 but like whatever was before that i think it's a c10 maybe Mm -hmm. Uh so he bought like three or four c10s on ebay and his whole his whole goal was to make like make like a a couple of like kind of rat rods and he's got one that's got like the original it was like an old service truck it's got the original paint like the hand painted service truck and the whole inside is all bare they're they're awesome cars and he puts like he slams them and whatever so he bought a bunch so that he could pull the motor out of one put it in another one and Matt's shop,
3: he's he's in Matt's shop. Oh, is he shop. the one that's got the rat rod right outside of Matt's shop?
2: That's one of the other guys, but he oh. he's in Matt's shop. So the driveway is dirt at Matt's shop, not even gravel. Yeah. And so he, he set up an engine crane and strapped it to the back of one of his pickup trucks so that he could lift an engine out of a car and then pull the pickup truck forward and to pull the engine out because he couldn't roll the engine crane on the ground. And he kept messing up the plywood because the ground was so uneven. So he literally ratchet strapped his engine crane to the back of his car. So that once he lifted the engine, he could drag the engine crane on the dirt across the parking lot with the engine lifted in it. (laughs) Uh, And it worked.
1: No, we used to do, um, the work for, to place telephone poles you have to pick them up like at the balance point, but you Mm -hmm. just pick them up a little bit heavy on one end so you can pick it up and, um, you know, maneuver it. And you have, it's hard to explain, but you want to pick it up and like get it underneath the wires, but you Mm -hmm. have to pick up high enough so you can get it in the hole. So it's kind of hard to do. So sometimes if, you got to. You don't have the room, the height. What we do is the little dinghy that we tow the poles with. We literally strap that to the pole to make it like a ba- a, a counterweight on yeah. it, so could yeah, it, it low. Yeah, and then we could pick it up. So goddamn dangerous, you know, but. Sometimes you gotta do something stupid.
2: That's right.
1: <laughs> to get the job done, you know.
2: That's hundred percent right. I mean, there's there are videos of me when I have a machine hanging from the engine crane, literally hanging with the machine and swinging so that I can get onto a pallet. Yeah. Like standing on one side so I can get onto a pallet and then having Nicholas let the freaking pressure out of the piston at the last second yeah. so that when it's full. You had me
3: do that job a couple of times, the <laughs> releasing the pressure. Yeah. And it's on. always like, you never know. You know, every engine crane's different. You got to get the feel for your mm-hmm. own crane. hmm. <laughs> drop too, too fast? Yeah. <laughs> mine's number.
2: really been, mine's really seen better days because I've been leaving it outside. So like, oh, it's like all rusty and shitty now. Oh, God, dude. Yeah,
1: it is, it is amazing though. Like when we were making um those leather coasters, you know, Jimmy obviously has that huge press, and he's like, "Oh, don't you have a small press?" And I'm like, "Nah," I was like, "I have Pinto's old one, but that thing's never getting put together." He's like, "Oh, just buy the half a great one,
2: the H-frame one,
1: the H-frame one." It's so funny. I was looking at it today. The big one, it's like mm-hmm. a twenty ton or whatever. Yeah, it's like a hundred and seventy nine dollars. Like, amazing. You can't buy the steel for one hundred and seventy nine. No, it's crazy. I'm like, it's just. I'm like, it just blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, how do they do? Like, I mean, I know how they do it, but it's just crazy. Like, you can't buy that steel for one hundred and seventy nine dollars. And guys
2: do a lot of work with that Harbor Freight press.
1: Oh, I know a lot of people do, and it's funny because shit like that, it's kind of like. You know, even if you don't do a lot of work, it's like the couple jobs you need to do. Like, you know, you don't have to sell many coasters to make that money back. Yeah. You yeah, know, I mean, but, you, even know, just, you can just get other a... things. I'm going to buy it. I just yeah. didn't want to be I was too lazy today, but I'm going to buy the big one. That's 179
2: bucks. Mm-hmm. And you that's can, get a, uh, you can know. get a press break kit for it. That comes off road. Yeah. It's yeah, like I'm an unbelievable be. press break kit. Yeah. where you can literally turn that into a twenty-ton press break yeah, and, that's, and that's, actually bend like real, yeah.
1: like serious material. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. That's what I was planning on doing. Yeah, you know? um,
3: for stuff like that, you know, it, it, it's it's yeah, good. a couple
1: of times you use yeah, it. Yeah, when year, you need you know something, I mean? yeah, you know, you're
3: not gonna go out and spend a thousand dollars on a, you know, maybe an yeah. American-made one, but it, you know, for. What you're doing it's gonna work the same that's what, like
1: I have like three like 12 ton bottle jacks from harbor Freight that I use for a job I was like fixing a porch uh-huh. it was like I couldn't fit like big ones in there so I just got a couple of those and it's like you know it's a, they were used like one time like there's yeah one in my basement but you know for the money I don't know how much I paid from but you know the customer paid from where I did the job but it's like the shit's so cheap it's just it's just crazy you yeah. know
2: Swag Swag road sells the the 20 ton finger brake kit, the heavy duty kit for 299 bucks. So if you get the if you get the H frame, if you get the H frame thing for uh, 179 and then you spend 300 on that, this thing will bend 5/8 inch plate
3: wow wow really so
2: so and and what's nice about it especially like for you derek or for me in my shop like i want a press break but i can't fit Mm. a press break in my shop
3: yeah
4: but i
2: want to be able to make things on the plasma table that i can bend that aren't maximum 16 gauge capacity so Mm -hmm. like for under 500 bucks i can bend whatever the hell i want you know this will bend a six inch by half inch piece of plate jeez for under five hundred dollars, and the footprint of it is what, like twenty four inches wide. You know, like yeah, yeah, those really, hydraulic
3: it, presses run off like an air compressor. No, it's a bottle jack. No, no, no. I know, but I, I know sometimes they have the hydraulic cylinders that are powered. When you hook an air yeah. compressor yeah, up yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: When I bought the um the when my engine jack uh broke the cylinder. I bought one of those. It's like an air hydraulic one. Oh, it was like $70. Oh, my I'm, God, like, I'm like, I'm like, why wouldn't you buy it? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even want to pump the stupid thing out.
2: <laughs> I know. So, yeah, it's just crazy that you can get into that kind of stuff and you can, you, they can make a, a freaking pneumatic high lift bottle jack for $70 painted labeled, you know, all that shit. It's, Dude, no. the
1: packaging alone, it was like heavy duty cardboard, all stapled and everything. I'm like, this cardboard costs money. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, somebody yeah. manufacture the cardboard, you know? It's but like, you know,
3: it's- like, whoever's, it's kind of sad, though, because you know, it's like number one, taking away from American companies that are trying to make uh-huh. a quality product. Number two, whoever's yeah. making it, the poor guy that's in a sweatshop making it, not getting paid yeah. anything yeah so it's like it's like not
1: yeah no it's It's not not, not good yeah it's a shitty situation all around
3: but it's It's hard when you're like oh my god i need this thing it's and it's 100 bucks here and it's 600 bucks there and i'm gonna use it it three
2: times yeah exactly yeah
3: so then it's like almost disposable and you're like you know what i gotta go with this
1: i mean i always wonder that because i mean when i was a kid back in the day like uh, snap on like the drivers, like, that was like a decent job for a guy. Like, you know, in the city growing up, oh, like yeah. I know a couple of guys that do that and they're very successful, you know, they make a Ooh. lot of money, but it's like, Jesus Christ, you go into a uh, harbor freight and it's like legit mechanics in there. And it's like, really dude? Like, you know, I mean, I, I would never buy anything. I mean, I'm just, I don't know, maybe I am an ass about that, but like, I don't have, the only thing I have hop freight, that's like a decent tool that, you know, I could have bought a regular one as a die grinder. And at the time mm-hmm. it was like, I was never going to use it again. And that's the only thing, like any other thing, I just like anything decent. It's like, I just want a good tool. You know, yeah. Cause it's like, I think as you get older too, um, you just realize that too, like not everything more expensive is better, but, you know, there's a reason most shit that's expensive is more expensive because it is better, you know. And I I think you realize that when you start getting sucked in and buying Festool tools, like, their tools are superior. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't see myself ever buying a $600 screw gun, but, you know, a router that, you know, collects all the dust. You know, it's funny. Today I'm sanding some MDF and I'm using my Festool sand. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, I thought these sanders were better than this. I can't believe all the dust in the air from it. And I turn around, the hose came undone. And those sanders, they're amazing. Like they, I don't know if they have like a blower in it or what, but like if you, they're not hooked up to a vacuum, the dust blows out the back of the hose. You know? It's <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Yeah. It's like amazing. It's, just, it's amazing. Bag,
2: even if you get one of the little bags, they yeah. start a great job. Yeah, it's
1: amazing wow. the dust that goes through those things. But it's German engineering yeah no but they are they, it's it's just good shit so you know but i mean like i say you know if you need a tool for a couple times you know i always think of that like with the big pipe wrenches you know you got it like a four inch nut you need to turn it's like yeah you know turn you it one do, time the, and you're done
3: expensive one would be like hundreds of dollars for one. yeah well like oh yeah
1: a snap on i remember i remember working with guys i worked in a shop when i was in high school And like guys owe thousands and thousands. It's like a drug deal, the snap on Mm -hmm. guy. You know, guys, you know, it's like a whole cult thing, you know. And, um, you know, just big money. You know, good tools are expensive.
2: I know know? somebody whose father was, uh, he was the snap on driver for, uh, he was the snap on driver and he had the New York City fire department. uh, Oh, jeez. Accounts. Yeah. And this guy made oh like, yeah, a lot yeah of, they they like, do like, well made, like, stupid money because like you know can you imagine if you go to the FDNY you know garage and yeah. it's not no, no none of those mechanics are paying for those tools with yeah. their money yeah that's like that's city money yeah and in like the you know it's heyday oh my god that must have been like the gold mine job and that's back I mean pe- people people acted differently back then where like no yeah. one would ever go and try to take that account from him once he had, oh, yeah, you no, know? like no. that's it.
1: Yeah. 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 That's how that works.
2: It's, uh, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty wild. I can't even imagine what, what kind of dollars were spent, but I mean, you know, like, I, like you said, like I need, I need a couple of wrenches. Um, like I need, a, I need a couple of wrenches in my like kit that are over one inch. Right. So like I was looking around and I'm like, You know, even if you go and buy like Husky from Home Depot, which is all made in China anyway, it's like 80 bucks for like four wrenches. But like you go to Harbor Freight, you can get them for less. And it's like Mm. some of that stuff like and most of the tool companies too, most of the tool companies just pick out of a catalog and put their colors on it. Yeah, but so that's like for that kind of stuff. That's where you really get the difference with like a company like Festool, because the the tools are designed for them. They're proprietary. Like you'll yeah. never see a sander that looks exactly like a Festool sander. Yeah, no. But like, like even just now, you know, um, with Milwaukee, Ryobi, and Rigid, they're all owned by the same company. Yeah. So like Milwaukee has tools that look exactly like rigid tools, but one of them is orange and one of them is red. that's the Milwaukee are. ones are more expensive. Be- and part of the reason is because they have a longer warranty and the gears are better. And you know that's
1: what I never understood that before. That was like a thing. Like like um DeWalt is owned by who? Like Black and Decker? It Black. was
2: Black and Decker, but yeah, it's like, Chinese
1: now anyway. Yeah, no, I know, but back then, right? Like, Black & Decker back in the day was, like, good like good tools. Like, I mean, there's only so many companies around that made tools. So they were, like, okay tools, you know. But then, like, DeWalt came out, and they were, like, great tools. And then it was, like, they were owned by Black & Decker. And it's, like, really? Like, why the fucking Black & Decker tools suck? Like, -hmm. like why don't they just make good tools? Like, why would you make these shitty Black & Decker tools? Like, just make the Black & Decker tools good and forget about the DeWalt whole thing, you know. It's crazy. And it's... um. It's just funny how they do that, you know, and it, it's just, um, it's just, it's so freaking weird, you know, and it's, uh, I don't yeah, get it, but I mean, like,
2: I have a rigid, I have a rigid um, cordless miter saw. It's like my favorite job mm-hmm. site. Have you ever done like trim carpentry to have like a small, it's a sliding cordless saw? Derek, I was going to bring it to you yeah, for you to yeah. do uh, that yeah. window trim. Yeah. Cause you bring it on a ladder, it weighs like, you know, five pounds. Yeah. And oh. Rigid made it. They sold it in stores. And for some reason, they discontinued it like almost mm-hmm. immediately. Like it was in stores um, and then it was gone. Mm-hmm. And then it just disappeared. It was a great saw. And I never understood why they would stop making it. Then a couple of years later, um, uh, what's the brand now? I think it's HART, H A R T. I think right. it's owned by Walmart. Anyway, one of the other smaller tool brands came out with a cordless miter saw and it is identical to the rigid, mm. so rigid made the saw and they must have had some sort of problem with the production and then they said you know what we're going to stop making it so somebody else went in the catalog and said oh you know this is a good this would mm. be good for our market yeah and now they make it so like it looks the same okay and it's and it's interesting because the rigid saw that motor is on like a 45 degree angle to the r yeah. end, which is yeah. how you kind of like notice it and it's just like so strange to me like nobody designed like someone designed it, but nobody at rigid designed that saw somebody just picked it and they said, all right, well, we'll change this and, you know, we'll make the guard look like that. And we'll, you know, we'll put an led light on it. And, and then some other company said, oh, well we could sell them too. Now that rigid stopped selling them. And and now they're for sale from a different 18 volt battery company. And and whatever. I don't know. I just, it's so funny to me that that's like,
1: I I always wanted to like, you know, back in the day, like, growing up in the city, it was like anybody who was rich drove, like, a Mercedes or a Cadillac, right? Like, those were, like, the only two, like, really nice cars. Other than that, everybody drove a Chevy or a Ford, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, it, I always wonder, like, you know, if you took, like, a, a Hyundai and took, like, the body off of it and you put, like, a Mercedes body on it and gave it to somebody, would they be like, oh, this car's, like, so nice, you know? Like, it's just, yeah. like... You know, like
3: they just—I think you'd be able to tell if it drives shitty.
2: Well, I mean, look at a yeah,
3: yeah. You could, but like,
1: a lot of no. people can't. You know, like yeah, no, no. A specific. lot of people can't. If you're a car yeah. person, you could. yeah. If, you're if, a if car you don't know any better, you'd yeah. yeah. be like,
3: oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I never understood it. about car companies: is the look in the shell of the car. Why does? A you know Toyota have to look like a Toyota. Why why don't they make <laughs> it look just as good as a as a Mercedes C class? Yeah, yeah.
1: Like,
3: the, the shape of the body panels. Why is that? Is the Mercedes body panel shape more expensive to produce? Like I know yeah. you're not going to use you know you know as nice the the rims aren't going to be as expensive. Tires, yeah. the, tire, the, the yeah. headlights, the, yeah. you know, but at least get the shape. Well, that's what like, you no.
1: Know, you know I always find odd. So, like, my pickup truck, it's a 2018. Yeah. And it still looks nice, like, it yeah. looks modern and everything like that. But it's funny, like, when a 2019 comes out, it looks a little bit better, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, oh, that's a new model. And you're like, how do you know it's a new model? Like what, like, what did they change? Like, I remember over the years, I remember when I was a kid, Ford went from the recess headlights, Paul, this is way before you. You're even the 2020 your father's eye. <laughs> it, it, like they had the recessed headlights. Then they went to the flat headlights in the 80s, I think it was. And I remember everybody was out of their mind. They're like, oh, my God, they're like flat headlights. They're not recessed. And then they kind of changed them. And it was like Cadillac. Like they were long. And then they made them short. Then they made them like angular and stuff. And that's what my thing is like. Like a modern car is always like bubbly. Like how come they can't just make that now? Like, what makes that uh, car look modern? You know what I mean? Like, the styles and stuff, you know? And it's like, you know, it just visual. Like, you know, any car could put anybody on any car and you'd be like, you know, is it the same car? Is it a different car? Is this car better? You know, like as far as the quality, you know? But it just always yeah. like, like, like just saying. like Mercedes, like they've always felt like solid doors, you know? And that's yeah. how I feel like with the tools, like Fest Tool, like they just there's like the rubber on the grips feel better, and you know I don't know
4: just. Yeah. The, just but that's the a real thing, better. though, because like
2: same thing, like picking shit out of the catalog. Like when you, you know, if you're DeWalt, and you know, because so DeWalt and Harbor Freight have almost identical drills,
4: mm-hmm. but really? one
2: is DeWalt and one is Harbor Freight. Harbor Freight's brand is like Bauer.
4: Oh um, yeah, and it,
2: you put them next to each other, and I like made the picture black and white. They're like nearly identical, it but the Bauer accurate. one. Is like it is the same factory, hundred percent. But the Bauer one is like half the price, right? Yeah. But the reason is because the mold is the same, but the the plastic, is yeah. Also, oh like, yeah, plastic. And like you said, Derek, like the rubber. So like I'm sure there's a thousand options in rubber, and the the cost difference might be pennies like per pound. But when mm-hmm. you're buying, you know, a hundred thousand drills, and you save four cents a pound on the rubber. Yeah, that's yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
2: Sense, and that's why it feels better, and that's why it'll last longer. Or like you know, you're using, you know, you're using 16 gauge wire versus 14 gauge wire, or however the hell else they do it.
3: Fiberglass reinforced plastic. Yeah, he yeah.
2: so so- always tears, tears apart shit. Yeah, he
3: looks at the plastic. Yeah, I remember him looking at that, and he's looking at like a Hilti drill. He's like, "Oh, this plastic is so nice." And I'm like, "What the yeah, hell?" is yeah, he yeah. Oh, the plastic's got shit.
4: How
1: do you think I felt when I was at Tandy then trying to do my return, having the fight, and the girl's like, no, those dyes are made by a different manufacturer. (laughs) I'm like, lady, I'm not trying to mansplain you, but there's like (laughs) one company in China that's making those for every leather company in Mm -hmm. the world. Like like there's not 45 dye companies making those. Like those were all made together, you know. Mm
2: -hmm that's right just it's so all crazy. the same shit yeah it's yeah. all the same shit it's just i don't know it, it's it's wild but i mean it does give you appreciation for like a company like festival who does make like completely different stuff i mean like it's um you know that like um rigid sander Derek. they sell it at home mm-hmm. Depot. it's like uh, it's either an edge sander or an oscillating spindle sander yes yeah so yeah. like I always, we had one of those when I worked for the home builder and it's actually like they're a really useful tool. because I can, always go to
1: buy it and then don't buy it because I'm expensive. like, I know. And a lot of people have it. it. It looks like a good quality tool. So
2: That was only something that rigid made for a long time. Now there's like 10 other companies yes. that sell the same one and it's, it is identical. Yeah. And my favorite company, the, the black and orange, when baby, when has one, but yes. they're all cheaper than the home Depot one. You know, yeah. and I, I would bet you anything that they are all the same, yeah,
4: shit
2: yeah, apart. And that's not, like, that's it's funny because I've always wanted to buy one for myself, too. Because I'm like, oh, that'd be like so useful for squaring up little pieces of stock, and
1: yeah, you can actually, miter with it. And I just said to Jimmy, um, this weekend, he has one, and I'm actually gonna buy one. Is the um. Harbor Freight disc sander. Yeah, those are those are really good. Yeah, I'm like I I need a I have a tiny disc sander. I need a bigger one, and I want like a real big one, but I don't have the room for it. And it's like for the money, that thing it's it's like 160 bucks or something, you yeah, know. And yeah. it's just you know it is what it is. But.
2: That's like a real Harbor Freight like gem because yeah. that's literally exactly the same as any other one, unless you got like a real industrial one that's yeah. like 24 inches or something like that. Yeah, exactly. The disc sander is is the same. Yeah, under every you know premise. Yeah, but you, you, want- know, you can buy one for five hundred and sixty-three dollars from uh, Enco, or you can buy one for one hundred and sixty-nine dollars from Central Machinery.
3: Mm. <laughs> you yeah. want to hear Fred's theory on the Home Depot oh, yeah. tools versus yeah. Yeah. when Fred-, Fred on the podcast, dude? That's what I want to know. Well, he- Fred doesn't even know what a podcast is. What
2: fans want to know. Just tell him it's a phone call. Be like, hey, we want yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Yeah, out. we're zooming in tonight, Fred. Oh my God, can you imagine? Um, but his theory, and this is what my dad thinks too, which it might be right, might be wrong, or maybe it was right in the past, is that the Home Depot Milwaukee and the Home Depot Makita are different than the ones that you would get if you went to like a colony tool yeah. supply, like a real tool yeah, supply. I- yeah,
4: that,
1: that was maybe that think. was a thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's a thing anymore, but that was like Delta. Delta had, uh, was it Delta? Yeah, they had like Delta X or something. But no, yeah.
3: they wouldn't. Say, no, his thing is that they're not telling it you that it's that, different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you pull apart two drills, one from Home Depot and one from a tool, real tool store, the shit inside's different. He's saying it might be, a, which might be true. I,
1: I think some, I because I always said that about Bosch. Yeah. Like the Bosch stuff you buy at the tool store, I don't know if it's different models or what, but like Bosch Sanders, like their belt sanders are like unbelievable sanders. But then yeah. I see them at like Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever the sells them. And I'm like, these things are pieces of shit. Yeah. You like know? my
3: Milwaukee shit from Home Depot is like all kind of falling apart. Like the batteries are real loose. Like the triggers, yeah. like, it's jammed. Yeah.
2: It also kind of depends on what you get. Cause like at it, the, the real, like, Evidence of that was like, cause I have all Milwaukee shit. So I know all about what they've sold and whatever. But yeah. at one point they had like their, their cord, their brushless stuff was called fuel.
3: Fuel. Yeah. And that
2: was like the, that was supposed to be like the good stuff. Then all of a sudden they came out with just brushless tools that weren't fuel. Oh. But Home Depot was like the only place that sold them and they were cheap. And oh, I didn't that was, realize that. And so, like, they make brush—they made brushless tools but they weren't like the fuel-branded tools. Yeah. You know? Um. So it was like it seemed like a little funny. And then I remember um, a buddy of mine, his dad wanted to get some Milwaukee stuff, so he went to like our local hardware store that has an account and can buy Milwaukee shit, mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, can you get me this these drills, this drill and driver kit? Like Home Depot has it for two hundred bucks, but I'd rather buy it through you." He's like, "Dude, I don't even." To have that model number in my system
3: oh it's a totally like, that
2: doesn't even like is for us, for home
3: Depot. Mm. you know
2: and he was like the next best thing i have is like four hundred dollars and it's this one and it was like the premium fuel one with the big batteries yeah. and it was like he was like oh shit you know like so home depot's got some sort of deal where they can just get you know they get their own label yeah. stuff and their yeah. special buy and you know yeah like, I always know, home uh, Depot are like in cahoots with shit too
1: with um the snow blowers, because like the Aaron snow blowers, mm-hmm. like you know, back in the day, like those were like the top of the line snow throwers. And you know, then you get them at Home Depot. I bought one, and it was like the next year the transmission smashed in it. You know? It's like, yeah, there's so, no yeah, way way. You wonder, yeah. Up. yeah, so I don't yeah. know. Everybody's screwing us. Yeah. yeah, we're doomed.
3: We're doomed. We're doomed. You know what John DeResta says.
1: Oh God, man, he's on fire lately. That guy, (laughs) crazy.
2: Oh God, what have you guys been watching? Uh, Since we've we have three recordings on this episode, so I have no idea how long we've been going.
3: going A long time. Yeah, good amount amount of time. I'm My mother's texting me. She's like, "When are you going to be done?" I'm cooking. Nice. Like I don't know.
2: What have you been watching, Derek? Oh Christ. Derek's got something good. No, um, hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. Let me look because I know I was watching somebody good, and I said I got to bring this up.
2: You, yeah, you were telling me. I mean, you were talking all about. I was with you on Sunday. You were talking all about different uh, YouTube stuff. Yeah,
1: but some of those people I can't bring up. I wasn't talking about them in a good light. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> Who are you watching? Me? Yeah.
2: Um. Well, I'll. Uh, it's not a it's not a YouTube person, but um, Leah Arapoch, um, and I know I showed you Derek uh, and Jimmy. I showed them her work. So Leah Arapoch is a metal sculptor. Oh, yeah, yeah. On Jeff's podcast, and I don't something about the title of his podcast. It said Montauk, and so I was like, oh, maybe this is like a Long Island person. And I listened to I listened to the podcast before I looked at her work. And then I looked at her work, and it is unbelievable the shit that she makes. She is a metal sculptor that does like insects and sh- and monsters, like literally like sculptures of monsters. And wow. mm-hmm. cast everything that she makes looks like she made it out of wax and then had a cast in in steel. It is like flawless, but still has scale on it and has like Leah Arapoch. L E A H A R I P O T C H. And she like went to art school and then kind of dropped out and then got into metalwork and just everything that she makes. If you look closely at some of her stuff, like this, the third thing on her Instagram. Is this like monstrous-looking thing, and it has like water droplets at the bottom? And the most amazing stuff! Unbelievable, unbelievable work. And her website has this is welded, and it's and she doesn't use a TIG machine; she only MIG welds. So she MIG welds globs of metal onto that, then grinds them back off, and she does a little heating it back
3: up to get that consist that that consistency.
2: And it's just the work is unreal. got a body like of work on her on her website. That's amazing. And um she has a really interesting story. And her interview blast uh, the was uh was really good. And she was also on Chris and Roy's podcast. I haven't listened to her interview on that yet, but it was just cool to um hear Jeff kind of talk about her I talk to her, and, and he was, you know, obviously giving her a lot of compliments. And I was like, you know, I, I couldn't look at her work while I was listening. And then after it was over, I was like, Oh, let me, you know, check out some of her work. And I really wasn't aware of it before. And like, I I was blown away. Um, and then on her website, you really get a better, a better sense of some of those stuff that Jeff is specifically talking about in the interview. Um, and it just, it's really, it's really unbelievable stuff. It, it would be hard to tell somebody that it isn't cast. The Mm -hmm. fact He's sculpting this stuff by hand is, is really remarkable. So, Leah Arapoch, fantastic, mm. fantastic, uh, creative person.
1: Mm. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it right now.
2: Somebody else, uh, come on. I, I you what,
1: I'm, uh, you know, it's funny because I'm looking at like my history and it's all friggin' food ones.
3: <laughs> That's Dude. okay. That's my history too.
4: Yeah, it's uh, I get it's, the it's, maker
2: one out of the way, and now you guys do whatever you uh, whatever you got. You want to talk about fish tanks again? I got a lot of no, cars, oh my god,
1: I got I got a ton of them. I got a ton of people sending me pictures of their tanks, I loved it. Oh, it get it. I it's funny because I just said to Paul, he's like. He's like, we got to get together. He says, next time you come up here, you can spend the night and we'll go uh, up to New Hampshire. And there's a couple like fish stores up there. Uh, that- and uh, it just we could just go fantasize about fish again. <laughs> That's good. <great. laughs> this guy I worked with, he uh, could like doodle like unbelievable. And uh, there was another guy we worked with. He had a tank and we all we talked about was fish tanks. And he did this big drawing on the wall. It was like pornography but it was like a guy looking through a fish magazines like a guy sitting there and he had written up a fish porn and he had our names on it and it's like all fish stuff you know it's just funny but but no i'm on i've got a, a ton of views for this thing eater, e-a-t-e-r and um it's a, it's on a, um, YouTube, and it's just I like always – yeah, they have – it's always um, recommended to me. But uh, it's just all different things about how, like New York delis, like just famous delis and stuff like that. Like this guy cooks a brisket that's, you know, thousands of dollars and all that kind of crap. But I enjoy cooking too, so I, I like looking at that type of stuff. But so.
3: oh, that's the one that has the, the meat show. The guy that only goes no. around and like eats steaks and stuff. This yeah, guy, yeah. Um, no, you um, haven't seen yeah, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. These guys he goes yeah. to like Smith and Lew- Lewinsky's or whatever. And uh, yeah, yeah, they get it's a like bunch. A fri- of them Here them it is the perfect prime rib. But this is the one I, uh, I watched.
1: Yeah, I just was watching a bunch of them over the weekend. I don't know what brought that on. Maybe because I was going to the milk run and I was <laughs> fantasizing about real food or something. This place is so fucking bad. You go in there and like, yeah, can I get two bacon, egg, and cheese on English muffin? Like one for me and like one for Jimmy. And it's like you get them, it's like ham and cheese on like friggin' like an everything bagel. It's like they can't get right.
3: Yeah, maybe you just have brain surgeons in there.
1: So I'm telling Jimmy this, he goes, You think that's bad? Look at the people
3: you're dealing with.
1: Aaron's getting turkey sandwiches clubs. There's no turkey in it. (laughs) <laughs> it happened like three times in one week, he said.
3: Oh, my God. It's like just so crazy. Do you remember my girl from uh, the milk run? That's your girl, dude. She asked yeah, me. She gave me that special hot chocolate. Dude, it tasted like dishwater and like a sprinkle of like Hershey's chocolate syrup. It was the worst hot chocolate I've ever had in my life. I didn't <laughs> want to say anything to her. She's like watching me, like see if I drink it. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs>
4: And that's
1: the I, 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 was, I was love it. when Paul was bummed out. syrup, Paul was all bummed out because the food sucked. He's like, I'm just getting a hot dog. It was like, it looked like they took it out of the package, didn't heat it up. <laughs> and <then> it was <laughs> on a dry bond. You
2: don't really have to heat it up, right? How a does he survive? Yeah. He eats. He eats. Yeah. It. You know, that's it. You
1: know, but it's well, if you let yourself starve enough, you go, yeah, anything, yeah, yeah, it tastes good. I'm
2: telling you, dude, Jimmy, Jimmy, and I have the same feelings about food, it's just a necessity to get you through the day. It's so wrong. to get through the day.
3: You don't like to have a nice sit down, have a nice meal at a nice restaurant,
2: I I, but I very rarely feel like I have the luxury of time to like stop spend that time. Like
1: I feel the same way. I, I hate having I to cook eat
2: myself breakfast every day and make myself exactly what I want, but you know, it's a lot easier Doing a mobile order on Starbucks, getting a, a like basically a microwaved egg sandwich and a coffee mm-hmm. and spending mm-hmm. like an extra minute. Like I only lose like two minutes in the morning by pulling over, getting my food, mm-hmm. and getting out of my day versus like 40 minutes making myself breakfast. And- 40 minutes to make eggs? No, by the time you're done like – Are you doing eggs, you know, Benedict? No, but by the time you're done cooking – and doing all that shit, and then what am I gonna do? And Make a and wrap it up, and sit yeah. there and eat it? No, I'm gonna and grab my sandwich. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. it's just time that you know. You, That's you like like, like work.
1: We never like really eat lunch because it's like you yeah, outside. It's you yeah, filthy rotten hand. Yeah, it's like it just like ah, it's just so sucky.
2: I hate work. <laughs>
4: <Right>. <laughs> I wanna. Yes. But-
2: I'm taking this week off. Oh, what have you been watching?
3: Um, I was watching. I came across this last night. Um, it's and it's a show. It must be in Europe because it's Gordon Ramsay and this Italian guy who's phenomenal. His name's Gino de. Uh, what the hell's his name? Hold on. Just Gino de D- 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 Campo. Gino de Campo, and then some other French guy. It's like the uh, top gear for food. It's like three guys, like, they're like you know, and they all travel around. They're going to, like, different parts of Europe and Mexico and the United States, and, like, they're in, like, a camper. And I can't find the full show, but I was watching a bunch of clips because I think it's it's on ITV, which is the network that does Forged and Fire. But they, ITV must have their own – like, they're a production company over here, but over in Europe, they must have their own network that's actually on TV. Mm-hmm. But um, I got to you out how to watch it. Can hook you
2: up, you know? What's that? You can call your casting guy from yeah. ITV and be like, yo. I don't get think, I don't me think over so. on. What's the name of the show?
3: I don't even know the name. I've just oh. been watching clips. And oh. I've been watching clip after clip of Gordon. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the name now.
1: You know, it's funny, Paul. You just reminded me. I was I was watching a bunch of those videos on that comedian. That's why I wanted to recommend. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Sam morell or whatever the name yeah.
3: is. I think it's just called That's Gordon. Funny. Gordon Gino and Fred. The French guy's name is Fred, which I didn't think of was a very French name. Is that a French name? No. Fred. Oh. Fred! Yeah. Fr- yeah. I don't know. I probably think like something French, like Pierre uh, or something.
1: Federico. Yeah,
4: that's not. Yeah. French. frederico
1: is not French, right? I don't know.
3: I don't know. I never mean, got that. I think that's yeah.
1: It's something.
3: Fred. More Latin. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, Frederico. That's the only Fred Fred I know. is Frederico. Oh yeah, that's not French though. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Southern France.
4: <laughs>
3: oh God.
4: Yeah. All right. No. Well.
2: No, Gino, Nino, and Fred. That's Paul's pick. Yeah,
3: no, yeah. <laughs> Gino, Rambi, Gino, and then Fred. Uh, Two
1: French, Frenchmen and an English guy. And no, it's French.
3: Italian, French, and then British. Italian, British. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, you know who else you need to watch? Because I just said for Christ, this guy Tim Dillon, comedian. He's absolutely out of his mind. Do you watch Tim Dillon? His I've seen clips of
2: movie him, movie and movie. I've seen him on Rogue and Action.
3: So, so funny. He's from Long Island. He's like crazy. He's a
2: flid. He's a flid just like me. Yeah.
1: Nothing good comes out of Long Island, is it?
4: Yeah,
2: dude. Long Island's an interesting place. Nothing good comes out of Long Island. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway.
3: It's, it's like Connecticut, but just extra Italian-American. Oh.
2: <laughs> We got the we get the worst mix of people. And
3: I say yeah. Italian American because Italian Americans, you know, like Yo, funny Long Island true. Italians are We're, not like Italian Italians. No, absolutely so not. No. Who the hell, which ones came over here? Which Italians came over here? Because God, they are different. No,
2: because the Italians that came over here from Italy don't act like They're the like Italians the that live on yeah. the left. You know? Well, no, yeah. I don't
1: understand. When somebody always says to me, Oh, he's like an asshole, like, the, like those assholes out on Long Island, I'm like saying to myself, The only person I know really from Long Island is you and Jimmy. Yeah. Like, so I'm always like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I mean, what are, so what are like, those assholes out on Long Island?
2: What well, you got doing? a lot. Of, you got to like, uh, Long Island's got like a weird kind of mix, right? Because you've got like the, the World War, not, well, You've got war veterans in Levitt houses, right? Where you could buy a house for $15,000 in Levittown and you could live there. And blue collar, like super, super blue collar. Then you've got yeah. – Super,
3: got super wealthy. ultra rich.
2: Yeah. Even North Shore area, like – I mean, you know, like the Great Gatsby? Yeah. So like in Great Gatsby, right? He's like uh, – he lives on um, – there's East Egg and West Egg, uh-huh. which is – you know it, the old money lives in – in, in West egg and the new money lives in East egg. That's like the next town kind of over on the peninsula, from where I live on the North yeah. shore, where, you know, estate districts and all this shit where like, you know, the, the people that lived here had so much money that they, you know, owned whole towns. And then eventually the towns got subdivided into the towns yeah. that are, you know, today. So you've, you've got this like really, you've got a mixture of rich people with more money than they know what to do with. And then regular working class people, And then, you know, the, we have a a massive influx of new immigrants, Mm -hmm. you know, South American and Mexican and, and, and those types of people that, you know, take a lot of the blue collar jobs. I don't, I don't mean to say take in a negative way, but they have filled the blue collar gap. And then you've got the, the blue collar gap that was once filled by white people, Irish and Italian and Polish Mm -hmm. Europeans that have made enough money to kind of be upper middle class, but not really. So they hate the immigrants yeah, because you know, they took all the jobs. They got all our fucking jobs to take yeah. our jobs. Um, and then, you know, slowly people that wanted to stay in their kind of income bracket were priced out of the towns near the city and had to go further and further out East. Mm. And then out East, you've got this really weird, like kind of redneck rural vibe stuck in between New York City yeah. and the Hingons, which is the one of the wealthiest like <laughs> places per capita, you've yeah. got. Farmland with guys driving around with Confederate flags on their trucks, like they came up from West Virginia, but they've never left <laughs> Long Island. It's fucking hard to really? you
3: an Italian really? guy driving around with a Confederate flag. He doesn't even know what the hell is going there on. To
2: God. I swear to God. You go out so like, weird out county and you've got, like, I mean, you have kids out there that were raised on farms and working farms, and that's what this they Farms thing. out there? I didn't oh, even
3: yeah. it. I didn't realize it was that rural.
2: Where so where we went to that power hammer thing, Paul yeah. and Derek wasn't there. Yeah. Like we made a couple of turns, like within five miles of that shop are huge, huge agricultural farms, working okay. farms that do really. corn or oh, trees. They, they they do like what, what are they
3: farm sandwiches. What do they grow over there? <laughs> I mean,
2: all palm I mean. <laughs>
3: sandwiches.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what are they growing.
2: there are
3: dairy farms there um slices of pizza
2: yeah that's right um (inaudible) but you know there there are big farms out on long island and there are kids out there where like if you saw them you'd be like where the fuck are you from (laughs) And there are country radio stations on the fm radio out on the out east and right next to that you have like you know uh like jerry seinfeld's house and and howard's house and You know, these other guys, um, and it, it's the Long Island is like the weirdest the fact the just the idea that Long Island is in its own state and it's part well, of dude, it's community. not even
3: New York. It's
2: so should be totally separate. Actually, funny enough, Leah Arapoch is from Montauk, but mm-hmm. not from like wealth of Montauk. Her dad was, I think, a I think she said her dad was a was a marine engine mechanic. Um oh. So she was like blue collar Montauk, which is like that's a rare breed. Yeah, most that live out in Montauk that live there all year round. You know, it's like they either have old money or they're they're blue collar fishermen. And she was talking about growing up there and about how like she had friends that whose parents didn't want pe- didn't want their kids to like hang out with her because she wasn't from the same uh, team like
3: the worst type of people. Know? One hundred percent,
2: and I mean, listen—you want to find the worst type of people? Just go to the Hamptons in the summer.
3: Yeah. Um, Nantucket's where it's at.
2: Right? I was
1: just gonna say, it sounds like Nantucket. Yeah. yeah. People out in Nantucket.
2: Like, yeah. Nantucket might be worse because you have because because the Hamptons you can just drive to. Yeah. Nantucket, you got at least you got there's yeah, like a, cost. a boat. You can, Yeah. You know, like you can't yeah. just like you know yeah. um, actually the Hamptons you can just take the train right from Penn Station for like you know eighteen dollars and, and be there. Really? Yeah. So you can be like a homeless dude in Manhattan and wind up in Montauk in like an <laughs> hour and a half. Man, yeah. I think you'd have to swim. But okay. no, it's a uh, Long Island weird, weird place. It's a very weird place. It's funny. It's not like that. it's not, not like, like, like it. normal and like adjusted if you don't leave, like you have to leave this place. You know, like people that that, you know, not that there's anything wrong with getting your education on Long Island because there are great places to go to school here, but I think if you, like, grow up on the South Shore of Long Island and then you go to, like, a school on Long Island and you work on Long Island and you never leave, I think your views of the world become, like, totally fucked up. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, and I can say that from experience. I grew up on the South Shore of Long Island and the cultural difference between there and where I live now is, like, wait till we go to Jimmy's mom's house. mm. Okay,
3: cause you Yard Rats headquarters. Just, that's where Yard Rats HQ is, right? South Shore. Um,
2: nah, sort of. Yeah, sort of. It's a totally different like place. Yeah. Like, it's not the same. The like where I live. Um, All right. but anyway, I don't know.
1: All right, That sounds like a wrap. I think we offended enough oh, I people. Want to start talking yeah. about Connecticut
2: now? If anybody well, can tell fighting. me what a split is in the comments, you'll win uh, absolutely nothing. But if you know what a flit is, then um, we'll talk about it next episode. All right. That's it. I'll see you guys next week on episode 27. Oh, we might have a guest next week. I got to talk to the boys about it, but we might have a guest next week. I won't say who it is yet. We'll have to hear it in the after show that you'll never find. Bye.
1: Thank you. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network.